following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 14 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you doing? Man, it's been a week. Hat, boy, has it been a week. We Bombs are, have been dropping left and right. Jesus, yeah, we. Uh, this is our second time recording. We, we were trying to record earlier in the week yeah. on Halloween, mm-hmm. but it was just so busy at work. Yeah. We just realistically, you know, we were in the midst of recording. We were like, we, we no. Yeah, everyone was running around with costumes on. Glitter and fur was flying everywhere. Yeah, right, which, what, what was your costume? I was the Shockmaster. You were the Shockmaster. Yeah. See, I love it. Like, I remember when I, the last time we recorded here is when you were showing me the cost, the, yeah. the helmet that you had to spray paint. See, I. You I, had a really good one in the making. I had a really good one in the making. So one of my friends, she uh, suggested to me, we were talking about Halloween costumes a while back. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to be Pentagon. Mm-hmm. But having to put that whole fucking outfits together it's a, like, lot. It, it's a lot and she's like How, why don't you just be a press conference pentagon which is also a great and i was like what i was like what do you mean she's like remember when he showed up to the the thing in vegas and yep. like his suit jacket yep. and that was like the promo picture they used she's like do that and i was like oh. and it was so cool looking too. yeah and i found i found almost the exact same jacket yep um i had bought a mask off ebay a really good quality too yeah it was pretty cheap it, it was a really, really fast and it was really good quality and I went and I, I got prescription contacts, temporary ones, not yeah. like permanent ones, because I I've, I've I've talked about it before. Like I've worn glasses for almost my entire life now, yeah. like more than I haven't not had my glasses. Right. Uh. So even if I had like perfect vision, I would still wear glasses. As weird as that sounds, yeah. like I could go get LASIK tomorrow and like the following week, I would still just you just feel comfortable. Yeah, I feel comfortable. I feel weird without them. Yeah. And so I was trying to put that together the night before I I popped in the context which took forever i'm not good with putting context and like your eye just naturally doesn't want shit in there yeah you're constantly blinking and you're just yeah like if you're not used to putting context in it's a nightmare what's the whole purpose of your eyelids and eyelashes to keep things out yeah they're just violently trying to reject your. oh and then it's so annoying people who have had contacts for 10 13 years are like oh yeah it's super easy like yeah guess what anything after 10 years is like the easiest thing to do um but the night prior i you know popped the contacts in put makeup on not the exact same makeup just some makeup just i could get a general idea of like yeah i saw i saw like the 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 pre like the mock-up and it looked pretty good yeah so i wake up thursday morning was not happening because all mind you got out of work put all the makeup on by the time i took it off i didn't go to bed till like four right so i woke up tired I'm sitting there trying to put the fucking contacts in, the makeup on. And I'm like, you know what? It's 1030. I should have been at work half an hour ago. I am not coming in with a costume. I wear like a Halloween uh, LIJ shirt, yeah, which was like enough, you know. It's festive. Um, but uh, that's a costume talk with Scrumpin's thing. Yeah. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, all our new listeners, all our old listeners. Last week was a pretty big episode. We had Kevin yeah. Smith and Jason Muse, which is... It's a dude, landmark uh, achievement for us. Yeah, like... After that, it was it was just insane. I I posted about it on Twitter. He was tweeting out, "Oh, Alberto, um, the host of the PWT cast, like had me on his." Sh-. And it was just so yeah. weird, like the weirdest yeah. thing. Kind words, kind words. Like I cannot speak 
more highly about Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, like yeah. the two of the coolest fucking dudes. And now friends of the show. And now permanent friends of the show. Yeah, if you heard, listen to last week's episode, yeah. you know, they do a little intro. We're still kind of debating whether or not we want to keep that as our permanent yeah. intro because we have such a badass theme song courtesy yeah. of uh, Braden Harrington from the Up Next podcast yeah. and Sarah Joy Shockey of Marty and Sarah yeah. Love Wrestling. Like how much intro can we cram into the beginning of the show? Right? Yeah, like yeah. it's... It's but kinda, it's so good. It's so good. It's kind of like a Joe Rogan podcast where even like he's such a good talker. Yeah. Even though the first five to six minutes of every one of his shows is just him like, oh, go to me undies or yeah. athletic greens. I'm still like, yeah, yeah, talk about it. Which also, um, this week will perhaps be the only week in history that uh Joe Rogan show and PWT cast can uh, claim that they had Kevin Smith on on their show, like in the same week. Yeah. That works for me. Which is because, I mean, Kev is so busy with all 37 of his podcasts. Yeah. He's hardly ever on other people's, but this week he was on uh, perhaps the two, bed pot, the two best podcasts out there. Yeah. And I think, like, I think the reason you were able to get that interview is he saw that, like, that podcast hustle. You know what I mean? Like, you were like a kindred spirit because, like, he was doing it before it was popular, really. Yeah. He was, like, one of the forebears of it. So, like, he, I think in his heart, it did his heart good seeing, like, Maybe like a younger version of himself saying, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot at right now. And, and you did it. Yeah. Which like I was, you know, I was always going to try. Yeah. Like I, I remember talking. We were talking about it for a while. And dude, I like maybe like two weeks before the actual show, I was just like, there was one night I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I was literally just up at night. I'm like, if this happens, what the fuck? And, and we've always talked about it. Like our purpose of the show isn't to get you know a million listeners and right. get you know have all these sponsors only Omaha Steaks. Yeah, I mean we would want all that stuff. We would want all that's that not stuff. The goal. But the goal is just put on like a good fun show. Like there's been a lot of people that I know, a lot of my friends who have reached out and been like, I've never listened to a podcast, but now I do, and it's your guys' show. Like uh, my friend Gabby, love Gabby. You know I've been friends with her for a while now. Uh, she hit me up uh, maybe like. Wednesday or something and she was like hey I I admittedly have never listened to a podcast I don't know how to listen to a podcast right. um, but I want to listen to yours and I'm like fuck yeah you know just go ahead find it and she's like oh my god yeah like I listen now it's awesome um, we had a piece of feed a feedback actually oh. a lot of the early episodes featured us reading fan mail sure and we haven't received fan mail in a while yeah. if, if you guys want to send some in you know just questions concerns yeah. not fan of the week uh, that's a whole different email that that goes yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, just any questions, concern, whatever the case may Almost be. Almost anything is on the table. Yeah, anything. You know, yeah. you want to ask is like, there'd be people asking like, why do you say bang, bang at the beginning of every episode? Yeah. There's a reason. Thinking, you know, it's an homage to Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I do love Mick Foley. Yeah. I've always mentioned he's in the top three nicest wrestlers I've met. Sure. Along with uh, Kazuchika Okada and Ethan Page. Yep. Um, but it's a it's, a, it's an homage to Freezing Point. And I'll right. get into that at some other point because I can go on talking about Freezing Point forever. Yep. Which Marty DeRosa and I did this week. I'll, I'll get into that story as well. Um, but yeah, if you uh, want to, you know, have us read uh, feedback, questions, anything like that. Just send it over to scrump at pwtcast.com. Um, that's generally the email where you can reach us at. Yep. Um, but this one is uh, the subject line says, what's up? Thanks for finally sending me the link to the podcast, Scrump. You guys are a great duo. Currently binging it all at work. Just one question. Can you both please sign the shirts I just ordered? Your new number one fan slash fam, Tony G. P.S. Stank, 
I may have a contact at Omaha Steaks. What? I'll send the numbers later. Signed by Anthony Galindo, my fucking roommate. How crazy is that? Which is great because like he, like we're always talking like specifically Joe Rogan podcast, just any yeah. podcast in general. I was talking about this one that I was listening to about like the the missing Malaysian uh, airplane mm-hmm. a while back, and uh, we just I don't know like I it's weird for me to be like do you want to listen to my show but because i had kevin smith and he was like dude please let me listen to it whenever it comes out i sent him the link and yeah he went and bought two shirts from us which was so usually um if you buy a t-shirt from us and if both sank and i are there at the store yeah. when johnny friend of the show johnny d yeah. when he puts the orders together he'll come up to me or to both of us and be like here sign the invoice you know we should just oh thank you you know thank yeah. you for supporting so he brings up this one and i'm looking at it i'm looking at the name and i'm like why the fuck do I recognize that name? <laughs> then I look at the address for you, and I was like, "That's, that's my house." I'm like, "Wait, this is fucking Anthony, my roommate." Holy shit! So we were very much appreciative that uh, he purchases t-shirts. Yes, thanks for the and, support. And uh, you'll you'll be hearing from him sooner rather than later. Wink, wink. But Dave, it's been quite the week. Like uh, we mentioned last week was a freelance Friday. Yep. Probably the best Fridays of the month. Always a great Friday. Always a great Friday. And the show was fun. I was only there for for two of the matches. I had to rush back to the shop um, because I'm the Iron Man, of course. But there's just work to get done. You know, we've been so so busy with uh, finishing up our fan appreciation sale. Yeah. And And preparing for the the Black Friday sale coming up. Yeah, which we'll... We'll talk about that one as well because that one it's gonna be a big one and yeah. we uh we've been bouncing around some ideas to possibly make it even a little bit better for those of you who wanna purchase a PWT cash sure. shirt, but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh yeah, it was fun. Like uh the Halloween Battle Royale is always one of my favorite parts, just based on seeing how creative people can get. Yeah. Because like Nick's not buying like elaborate costumes no. for these people. It's a lot of uh, like wrestlers and some of the students from his school. Yeah, a lot of do-it-yourself stuff. Lot of, yeah, putting stuff together. So it was really awesome seeing that. Like uh, our boy Trevor Outlaw, yes. he did Orange Cassidy, which was it was so good. Yeah, like he uh, prior to the match, like they were all going over their stuff, what they were gonna do, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna be Orange Cassidy, and you know, doing this, this, and that." And I'm like, "I can see it." I'm like, fuck yeah, go for it. Yeah, right on. Um, but I, we can't. I came out last. I was one of the druids, just a regular druid, not a penis druid. Yeah. Although when so the whole thing was at the end of it, um, Ho- Holly Taker. I forget what her actual wrestling name is. Holly. It's like Holly Lane, I think. Ho- possibly, but Holly. She came out last. She did another Taker gimmick, and they went for it. Like lights went off. There was f- smoke, yep. fake thunder. Like a full-on Undertaker entrance, you know, druids came out. We were holding yeah. these fake torches. Cousin Jeremy came out dressed as Paul Bearer. He's a perfect, perfect. Paul Bearer. I could not look at him with just a mustache because yeah. I've only ever known him with this like nice manly beard. Yeah, it looks weird. Very, but it's growing back. Oh, is it? It's growing back. Well, now. that's good. I'm glad um, for him. But he came out as Paul Bearer. You know, Holly Taker came out. You know, won the match. Uh, then there was like another segment where we came and grabbed Kirby, the announcer and just a lot of fun. But I remember afterwards I, I went up to Matt Nick's and I was like, Hey question. I'm like, does this, uh, does this technically mean I've won the Halloween battle Royale two years, you know, back to back because I was technically involved with this one and the winner, yeah. the winner. And he said, absolutely. So two and oh, two and oh, you know, I'm I mean, a, there's a select few that have gone, 
two and zero in like Royal Rumbles. Like we got Shawn like Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Hulk uh, Hogan. I don't want to be real. I don't want to be Steve Austin. Steve oh, Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. I don't yeah. want to be lumped in with that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of like WWE guys, <laughs> what a week it's Ooh. been for them. Uh, it's it's hard to talk about it, and you know, keeping our uh, our positivity. There's been a lot of a lot of drama going on. You know what? What I will say is, for those of you unfamiliar, um, let's think. Would Ryan ever abandon us in Saudi Arabia? If if we went, no, vacation, I don't think so. No, yeah, I mean the joke answer would be yes, but realistically, no. No, but that's because he cares and values his employees, right? Yeah, like if the shit was hitting, you know, he'd, he'd come strapped and hook us up, you know. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah. So this, as the story goes, is uh, Vince McMahon left his employees in Saudi Arabia after a dispute with the Saudi prince, allegedly. Allegedly, this is just what. Yep. It's going around. We don't know the full story yet, but yeah. I mean, the former, the former like Spanish announcer Hugo, Hugo, yeah, he, yeah, was. he, he said he knows. And I mean, again, we're not a dirt sheet show, and we don't much take for gossip. But like, I mean, this is kind of like crazy stuff that's happening. Yeah. Well, see, my favorite part about this was there was a tweet going around from maybe like a year ago, maybe a year and a half of Dave Mel- Dave Meltzer talking about uh, you know, the whole Saudi Arabia deal. And he said, what's going to happen uh, when the Saudi government doesn't let the WWE guys come back? Yeah. What's going to happen the day they stop their plane? Doesn't let, and everyone was like, are you fucking stupid? And they could realistically do that. Yeah. They're like, that's never going to happen. And then that happened. Like, I know there was a tweet, ex- a tweet exchange between uh, Andrade and Angel Garza where, like, Andrade was like, I didn't think I was going to make it back. It's just, it's fucked up. Like. It was yeah. a really fucked up situation. Well, well, not only that, but then there was, you know, there was all that talk of WWE was having a lot of the talents specifically film, like, videos for social media saying, hey, look, it's just a mechanical thing, which is, like, a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that would happen naturally normally. Mm-hmm. Or you just don't even mention it. Um, and I guess, like, a bunch of them saw armed guards around the airplane. It's just... It's which, so which dicey. It's also weird because I wasn't aware that there was just one plane out of Saudi Arabia that could fly out. Yeah. You know, it's it's unfortunate that there's just one plane because... Well, unless well, you got a private jet. Uh, yeah. And you get you, the fuck out. Yeah, you get the fuck out of there. Or, you know, maybe just any other plane. I, I wasn't aware that as rich as the kingdom of Saudi Arabia was, yeah. they only had one plane. Yeah, I mean, if listen, if I was part of the crew or the staff or the talent, I mean, that's a scary... You know, you're sitting on there... First of all, the trip is probably grueling. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you got to step on eggshells. You're dealing with a different culture. There's a little bit of an adversarial type of a relationship between us. A lot of people just them. don't even want to be there. It's probably just like, all right, yeah. I'm going to come in and out. And some people, yeah, either they're getting a big payday off of it and they feel like they have to. But like, no one really wants to go there. No. And then this happens and you're thinking, holy shit. And this is, what, still your one or year two yeah. of a 10-year agreement yeah i don't think this is I don't and there's think already big problems and then there's talk about like vince mcmahon cut off the live feed to saudi tv and it's, it's such like, a weird situation but the one silver lining that came from that was uh smackdown was a hell of an episode like yeah. i i mentioned to you i've not watched smackdown two maybe three years yeah. like sat down for a full episode sure yeah i've at caught least. pieces of it caught bits and pieces but like me and matt nicks we were just so like what the fuck's gonna happen that we were watching it and it was a great show yeah like it 
it felt very refreshing. It yeah. very much felt like, oh, this is what we want every show to feel post draft. But yeah, there's a shakeup. Yeah, the draft was so lazy that it yeah. was just like, well, it's the same people on you know essentially the same rosters. Yeah, I mean, it kind of what what happened and like I didn't catch the whole episode, but I did see like the highlights of it. It kind of reminds me of like football. Like you see like a really close game, and then like the team that's down goes into their two minute drill. And then they score a touchdown or something. They take, and then you keep thinking, why don't you just do that the whole game? And that's kind of what they did. They they went into panic mode and they said, "All right, we got the fix." And they got a lot of them there, like really late. Well, yeah, like there was uh they got there like as as the show had the show had already yeah. started. They had to get like a police a escort to the building. I think the story was like Shayna Baszler had literally just gotten there and then yep. rushed out to to do her bit like adam cole was uh given a replica belt because yep. he had no time to go back to performance center and grab his belt it was just it was insane but it was it made for a really good episode yeah and all those people that they just they made the best of the shot that they got mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and like a nice uh thumbs up to triple h for you know having his wits about him saying all right we got a backup plan and the backup plan was i mean let's be honest was probably better than the plan a I mean, Triple H is a smart guy. He seems yeah. he seems like a, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, like him and Shawn Michaels. Well, I've met Shawn Michaels. I've never met I've never met Triple H, but like him. I mean, especially now that they're like older and kind of have like the hindsight of like, right? Uh, we were kind of like shitty. Well, and they and they know how to deal with like shitheads because there was well, a little shitheadery when they were yeah. I mean, younger. Oh well, like we've met X Pac. He's come to the store yeah. before. I've met. Uh, I haven't met Scott Hall, but I've met Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. and they're like. Clearly, when they were younger, they were shitheads, but now, yeah, n- now they're nicer they people, get it. and they, they know they were shitheads. Yeah, they know. Yeah. Um, friends of the show, the click. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Snake, have you heard of beautiful Jim Keys? I've been waiting. I've been waiting since like Tuesday to tell you, you know, about I th- this. I think I've heard someone at the shop mention him, but I never sat down and listened to it. So Fred Phoenix, who yeah, it was Phoenix, is. <laughs> kind of our maintenance man kind of works there kind of doesn't i don't know like super, professional super, gopher yeah, <laughs> yeah you know he he's just there at the shop um you know old, you know older african-american gentleman if you ever come in super nice like, yeah you know heart of gold he occasionally will um have a mic's hard or two and uh come and be on youtube He'll start free flowing and just start telling you <laughs> yeah. some story about something so he comes up to me and matt nicks the other day and he goes you guys ever heard of beautiful Jim Keys? No, Fred, but I'm sure we're about to. And it's like some horse that would like read and write and some sort of like show horse. They like toured, traveled everywhere with it. People bought like tickets for it and it led to like more uh, stricter regulations as far as like how we treat horses mm-hmm. or just animals in general. Very weird. There's like a whole movie about it or something like that. I was just very, very weird. There was a, you know, this was well over, I don't know, at least 50 years ago, but there was a horse that read and write and it wasn't Bojack Horseman. And he, and it, and it was real. He wasn't it was real. It yeah. I for sure thought Fred was just drunk. Yeah. Listen, there's no shortage of like, well, I think like what, one of the times when I, when I f- was first there and I first met Fred, he was talking about like he had the van in the back alley and he was scared because there was an, he said it was an ocelot roaming the, the alleyway. He goes, I swear to God, Dave, you should have seen it. it was this big predatory cat, this ocelot. Just, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and I was like, what? He's like, oh, man, I, I got stuck in the van. I'm like, 
You didn't see an ocelot. It was probably like a probably calico just, cat. Probably, yeah, probably just a regular cat. And yeah, then... but like sometimes he'll tell yarns. And my favorite feature about him is he'll come in and he'll see stupid Michael and be like, fuck you, stupid Michael. Mm-hmm. Like they just say fuck you to each other. That's like their greeting. It's so funny. I desperately want him. He legitimate. He is like, uh, he is to me sort of like Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Yes. In the sense that he just, the most interesting man yeah i've ever met in my life like he'll tell me stories some i he always tells me how when he was younger he would like dress to the t you know i'm thinking like dolomite yeah and uh he had like a big fro and i'm i ask him i'm like dude i will give you money for photos of you like this yeah because he's got a shiny bald head now yeah, so picturing him with a big shiny fro. bald head now and he's like no i don't have any i think he said maybe one of his ex-wives had has pictures like that but they don't speak so yeah he can't get those pictures and i just want one of those so bad <laughs> like that, that's literally if i had yeah. a genie I right love now Phoenix. oh i love him too he i told cranked. him i want to get him on the show because he tells those really interesting stories but he's a little shy and you know listen we get kevin smith we can fucking get uh fred phoenix yeah. and, and a little bonus tidbit for like the listeners almost every single time we record he interrupts our, our podcast oh, recording yeah. when we record at the shop uh specifically the warehouse yeah i want to say 90 percent of the times yeah. we've recorded there and no matter what time of the day we no record, matter what time of he the opens day, the garage door it could in the be morning it. it could be midday it could be yeah. in the afternoon it doesn't, doesn't and it's always at the same time in our recording always at the same time yeah so he's very much been a part of the show like <laughs> i'm if i go back i could get like a probably like an edit of just him oh my bad. Oh, sorry. Did I interrupt him? Yeah. And I'm like... And like, so like, if you ever hear like a subtle cut, it's normally because like Phoenix just opened a garage door yeah. and walked in. Because <laughs> he barged in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Stank, have you managed to catch Living With Yourself on Netflix? No, actually, uh, I've been wanting to watch it. I hear good things. Dude, I love Paul Rudd. It's so good. I, I want... I want every TV show to be two versions of Paul Rudd acting like with yeah. each other. The whole premise of the show is Paul Rudd goes to clone himself, goes goes to this spa where they make a better version of you, mm-hmm. which is code for they clone you and then kill the old version of you, except they don't all the way kill Paul Rudd. And right. So he comes back and it's him and his clone up to shenanigans and it's a very it's like eight episodes maybe like 20 25 minutes each episode which is like a great binge watching awesome. i binge watched all of it in yeah. one day well most of it in one day yeah. i did all seven episodes and i was like it's five in the morning and i gotta go to work so i was, I saved the episode for the next day but so good and like people forget how how good of an actor paul rudd is because for yeah. the most part they're like oh funny man haha paul rudd but no like the guy can go he's he's a great actor yeah it's also weird like when you watch old stuff he pops in in old stuff all the time and like it's stuff you don't even remember that he was in like uh like that romeo and juliet movie with mm-hmm. leonardo DiCaprio. he's in it and you're like oh shit that's paul rudd i forget like because he was a nobody when you watched it i love what watching back a wet hot american summer yeah because it's just him and elizabeth banks like just making out the whole movie yeah like i don't think there's and the fucked up part is he looks exactly like he did then. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, they say, black, speaking of Fred, they say black don't crack. Paul Rudd just stays youthful forever. Like somewhere in his basement, there is a painting <laughs> that like just keeps him young, forever yeah. young. Uh, uh, but speaking of like funny comedians, we uh, we lost one this week. John Witherspoon. Oh. It was such a bummer. Like we were at the shop, myself and Paul, 
uh not triple h uh yeah. <laughs> paul my roommate and uh we were talking we were just talking about i don't know god knows what and then paul immediately left to work and then i pulled out my phone and it's just like all over twitter yeah where I, joe rogan was the first person i saw posted by that he had just mm-hmm. passed away and i immediately texted him because we, we're a big fan of john witherspoon yeah. we always talk about him at the shop and fuck it's just it sucks like he he lived a hell of a fucking life yeah. man well what's funny is like literally like it must have been like the night he died i was working late and like my wife had gone to sleep and he's got a podcast or he's not he's got a show on youtube called uh, cooking for poor people and like me and my brother love it. It's just him. He's got no shirt on and he puts an apron on and he's just making like real ghetto meals. And uh, it's just him being John Witherspoon. And he hadn't done it for like seven months. And uh, it popped up in my recommended. I was like, oh, you got a new one. And he's cooking. He was doing like uh, gumbo. And uh, he's like, he's like, now everybody, uh, you haven't seen me in it for a while because I've been busy. I've been doing Boondocks. We got the new Friday coming out. He's like. He's like, I got a lot of projects I'm working on, but I wanted to come out with a video. And I kept thinking, I was like, man, I could use more John Witherspoon. And then I literally wake up the next morning, John Witherspoon had passed away. It was like an extra bummer, you know, because I, I just got like a new hit of him. But yeah, it's sad. But See, he reminded me a lot of like Sid Hag because he's one of those mm-hmm. actors who he was, he's in a lot more than you remember. Like I first remember him popping up in Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. Just there's like that scene where he he uh, little Nikki falls asleep in the park after eating Popeyes, and John Witherspoon finds his flask and takes it from him. And Nikki, you know, like, there's a whole thing I yeah. posted out like on my Instagram. Um, but that was like the first thing I remember seeing him pop up in. And then he was in Friday, mm-hmm. and he he was just like in in everything. Yeah, he's granddad. He mm-hmm. was in Black Jesus. He's t- such a good actor, and yeah. like you just you forget. But he's also very similar to like Paul Rudd, where. When you hire Paul Rudd, you're hiring Paul Rudd. Yeah. Like he'll, same thing with John Witherspoon. Same thing with John Witherspoon. There was never a, a film, a, a TV show, or anything with him in it where he wasn't John Witherspoon. Yeah. And he'll be, you know, he'll be missed. Yeah. He'll be missed because just such a fucking good actor. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll wind up the movie talk here just because yeah, I, I briefly wanted I briefly think maybe talk with Scrump and Stink. I briefly wanted I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I went to the movies this week with Marty DeRosa, mm-hmm. friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, friend of the show, guest of the show, first yeah. episode. OG. OG. Um, yeah, he. we were texting back and forth about uh, how bo- how disappointed we both were in Three from Hell, which I, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't correct? seen it. I've got it, though. But <sighs> It's just, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just very unnecessary. Well, for, first of all, like... House of a Thousand Corpses, pretty great. It's different than most horror movies. And then, like, he kind of, like, took a hard right and then made, like, like a noirish movie with Devil's Rejects. And I thought, as far as, like, horror movies go, that ended, like, perfectly. It's I love... The best use of Freebird of, like, all time. Yeah, like, because of that ending scene, whenever I'm driving on the expressway, yep. uh, if Freebird comes on, as soon as they go into the guitar solo, I just... Fucking you start gunning it. it. I yeah. gun it. You know, it, it doesn't matter if the uh, speed limit's 50 or 60. I'm yeah. going fucking 70, 75 maybe. Yeah, and like no spoiler, but like, well, it is a spoiler, but the movie's like. The movie's been out for like 10 yeah. years. But like they're on the run and there's like a whole lot. There's like a roadblock of like sheriffs and they all got their rifles and shotguns aimed at their car. And these, you know, these three, you got Baby. Um, Otis and Otis Captain and Spaulding. Captain Spaulding. They just 
they're bloody. They've been beaten to shit. They're grimy. And they're in this uh, convertible. And they all look at each other. J- just as, like, Freebird starts, you know, that little organ sound. And they all pick up their guns and they say, fuck it. And they floor it. And they just start shooting. Like, how? It's like, I imagine, like, robbers in the Wild West. It is amazing. It and is beautiful. And they just beautiful. get torn apart. And you're like, oh, that's how it ends. And then Three from Hell comes up. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And the way, too, they kind of, like, explain how they survive that i'm like you're like all right you know it was it was very disappointing to me how they did that and again the rest of the movie fine like there was nothing technically wrong with it um you know it looked good it was just unnecessary yeah i'm still gonna watch it but yeah i would like i would recommend watching it but uh me and marty also went to go watch uh jane silent bob reboot because uh he hadn't seen it yet, yeah. um, so I was like, "All right, fuck it, let's go." He, you know, he bought the tickets. I drove up there. And you're like, I know a guy too, by the way. And I was like, "Oh, who? Uh, my friend Kevin Smith." <laughs> oh, you want to see my friend Kevin and Jay? Yeah, and so we went and saw that. Uh, I, I like, I, you know, I, I still love it. I, it's fuck, it's so, it's so much more emotional than you would think. Like, there's a lot of scenes between because the whole premise is uh, Jay finds Jay, out he has a kid. Yeah, Jay finds out he has a kid, um, played by Harley Quinn Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin's daughter, and they're going. It, they're going to Hollywood to stop the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Uh, and so, but there's like a lot of scenes that kind of just, I imagine for you as a father would like, I don't have a kid, yeah, but those like specific scenes made me ball. So yeah. I can only imagine how they made you feel, how they would make you yeah. feel once you watch them. Um, I definitely think I enjoyed the movie more than Marty, but the, like the best way we described it was, uh, one of those anniversary episodes of raw, mm-hmm. but just booked very, very well Yeah, because no cameos were wasted. You know, it was all, yeah. I, I think Ben Affleck, a lot of fan service, Ben Affleck to me steals the show. Yeah. You know, it's no secret that he's in the movie, you yeah. know, he was in the previews. Um, but yeah, go watch James on about reboot again. Thanks to Kevin and Jason for being on last week's episode. Yeah. Um, but now we move on to this week's episode. Yeah. This week, this episode we recorded maybe like a month ago at the yeah, last freelance show. The, the same time that we recorded with Ethan, yeah, uh, with Swaggle, you yeah. know, former Horn Swaggle, uh, very fun episode. Like we were stuck in, we mentioned the Ethan episode. Oh, it was a dark cave like hallway, dimly lit. It it kind of actually reminded me of like um like Dark City, you know that movie Dark City. Mm-hmm. It was just like this like Logan Square Auditorium, beautiful building, but like you know it's very old. And uh, not very well ventilated. So we're in this hallway and it's, we're just, you know, Swaggle's got his shirt off because it's hot. And we're just sweating. And he's just sitting there casually. And uh, no, it was, uh, it was pretty warm. And I'm a fat guy, so I'm, I'm extra sweaty. But Yeah, but regardless, like, I had really fun with him. Like, he's, yeah. he's a very interesting person. It was kind of the same with him and Ethan where, like, sure, the wrestling aspect is interesting yeah. but getting to know them as a person is yeah. just a lot more fun yeah and I've he had, let us know a bunch of stuff oh yeah himself. and it like it's fun he, he talks about like the relationship between he kofi and kurt hawkins which was cool which i had no idea yeah like i've seen it, it very much comes across how much how genuinely like loved they you know he yeah. how much love he has for them yeah and i thought it was a really fun episode we'll go ahead and get into it now our episode with swoggle our favorite McMahon. All right, with us today we have uh, our favorite McMahon, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, 
How are you doing today? Hello. It is so hot in this building. It is very I'm hot. sweating so yeah, bad. Yeah, we are, uh, we're here recording at the Freelance Show, and uh, Marvelous Man Nick stuck us in... Some dank hole. Some <laughs> random hallway with no ventilation. Nothing. Yeah. It's a corner of a hallway. Yeah. yeah right it's, next to an old bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and I think if you can hear people in the background, this is, they're all excited for Hornswoggle. Yeah. They're all here for him. No, no, no. They're just they're setting up still. <laughs> yeah, they're st- also still yeah, setting up yeah. as well. Uh, so, Hornswoggle, one of the first things that we ask every guest that we have on here, uh, I assume you're a lifelong wrestling fan. I am. Like most of us. What was the first wrestling shirt or piece of wrestling merchandise that you remember purchasing? So I could never get, with my, with my stature, I could never get shirts in my size because mm-hmm. they always started at maybe a small. Mm-hmm. And when I was a young kid, I wouldn't have worked. I would have been still a nightgown on me. Right. Um, I remember buying the Bret Hart sunglasses, okay. and they all came. Uh, they didn't come with signatures, obviously, because Bret, would, you know, you'd have to find them to sign them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but I remember telling my brother, coming home with the sunglasses, and telling my brother that Bret gave me them. Of course, I was the one he picked that mm-hmm. night. Hey, uh, and then he goes, "Well, where's the signature?" And he somehow knew, and I was caught. So it was instantly caught. I remember that. Uh, I remember, like, Attitude Era, 96, 97. My parents, because wrestling was so huge, my, uh, my dad got me a, like, a JCPenney's DX shirt. Okay. So and not yeah. like a, it was, you know, a, mm-hmm. a secondhand or a secondary market. Um, Which were always slightly, like... They usually had images yeah, of the guys. Tell. They usually had images of the guys instead of just the logos. Yeah, yeah. That, that's always... Um, which is always weird. Like, Very weird to just me. Just to have an image of, like, yes. Shawn Michaels on your shirt. Uh, I had that, and then uh, he also got me the Wolfpack NWO shirt, just the red NWO, which I loved, and I was so happy that he picked me that, that one because I hated the white NWO. <laughs> yeah, it had to be Wolfpack. Wolfpack yeah. was always. Cool yeah, like, I remember uh, it's kind of similar to that where my parents, because I got into wrestling later. I was probably about 12, 13 when I got into it, so they weren't, like, familiar with me just like oh can i please have this wrestling t-shirt so the first few ones that i did get were from like a hot topic they had to be like a hot topic or maybe like a a kmart or something yeah, like that i was always into figures more than merch because i can i could always play with the figures see yeah. like my uncle by then i had kind of stopped playing with figures it was more into like video games just like Man, I, at, I, going out there. literally till i was probably 19 i played with figures really? sadly well like i no have shame in that I have yeah. so many unopened because Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, they were my guys. Yeah. So I have so many like unopened Eddie Guerrero That's and awesome. Rey Mysterio figures that like ever my last apartment, I had them hung up along with all my Funko Pops. And like whenever girls would come over, they're just like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, I'm like, I don't care. They're now it's toys. that, but it's, for me, it's Muppet stuff in my living room. And it's got to be a real, real treat. So how, uh, which, who, which one of the Muppets is your favorite? Animal. Animal, yeah, love just, animal, yeah. Always as a kid, and I, I've been I've been a fanatic my whole life. So doing, you know, being able to work with them was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's one of the cooler things. Where like, I know specifically, there's people that get to do things with people, yeah. that, like this, you, like you mentioned, work yeah. with the Muppets. Like that's always got to be such like a surreal thing. I always I, I always say like it's this is second coolest thing in my life, only behind having my kid, yeah. my son, yeah. because if I put the Muppet stuff first, I'd be a really shitty dad. <laughs> yeah. So are there, well, how old's your son now? Is nine, going nine? on 19. 
nine going on 19 yeah. so is he kind of like at that age now where there's like a specific thing that he's super into that you guys can kind of no know? wrestling he loves wrestling wrestling he, oh, he awesome. truly truly loves it and uh he's been around it all his life mm-hmm. um but i've never really pushed it on him it's just an interest with him i run with my company back home mm-hmm. he's helping put up the ring and selling merch and last time we were at freelance here he was selling my merch for me because we drove down together and it was he loves it he go. He he asks for a day a week where we can have a ring day, just an hour of him in my training school, just showing me the ropes at times. He's got to be the coolest kid in his school. Yeah. Um. Yes and no. I mean, I'm just like he. He's so not impressed with me anymore. Cause I'm just dad, but isn't that? Yeah. I feel like. Oh, which I'm. Kind of, I'm glad. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, he just goes. Yeah, that's my dad. Oh, that's Hornswoggle. He's your dad. Yeah, it's just my dad. Which, like, I feel like that's something we can all relate to. Where, like, as cool as our dads, like, that they were. Like, I've, yeah. like our, uh, we had a guest on who was, like, his dad was this biker, all yeah. tattoos, the coolest dude ever. And to him, it's just that's, dad. That's yeah. literally how it's always been. And it's, but I'm glad because there was one time he felt really weird because one of his friends wanted an autograph, like a card autographed mm-hmm. or a figure or something. And he, he could tell he was felt really weird about it. Because he was like, hey, um, brought her home from school. Hey, can you sign? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I didn't want to ask you, Dad. I said, it's fine. Okay. I, I, I told him I, I would ask, but I, I just felt weird. Well, and you can, you can imagine the arguing, hey, could you have your dad sign this? He's like, no. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it for sure wasn't the first time he asked him. Yeah. You know, it's probably like, Billy, you got to stop fucking asking me, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to ask my dad. And he finally just caved in. Uh, he, he just, and he's, he's the coolest. He just doesn't, I was after freelance. We were on our way home. I said, how, how did I do? He goes, well, I was pretty good. <laughs> I said, all right, what did you, what can I change? Well, I wouldn't have done this. And then this was a little iffy. And so I was like, you're, I'm thinking you're critiquing at nine years old, your dad's matches. Yeah. But it's awesome because he just, he knows it. I mean, he knows how stuff is supposed to look. Now, do you think he's got any aspirations maybe to be a wrestler one day? It is what it is. I always say if he wants to be a lawyer or a foot doctor or an astronaut, do that stuff. Yeah. um, But if he wants to be a wrestler, it would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like, be awesome for me. Um, But I uh, just had the talk with him the other day, and I said, college. Mm -hmm. You're going to try it. Not saying you got to go all four years. Not saying you have to go two years. Just have to try it. Because I tried it and I flunked horribly. I failed choir in college, I'm pretty sure. It's sad that I took choir in college, but it's even yeah. worse that I failed it because I didn't show up for the uh, end of the semester concert. I had a wrestling booking. And so I failed. I'm probably the only person in history to fail choir in college. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, man, if he wants to do it, I'd love it. Um, but if he doesn't, that's fine too. I hope there's someone listening right now who's like, I feel it too. <laughs> They're gonna like just tweet you. They're yeah, like, I, I hope someone else did. Yeah, I wouldn't feel as bad, but it, you know. Well, but the thing about college, too, I just wasn't into it. You, you never want your kid thinking, you know, when they're forty-five. Oh man, I could have done something else, or That's I don't my, like what I'm doing now. I, and I'm pissed off at myself for doing for not caring so mm-hmm. much in school. Yeah, and he's smart, like. So I know he can do it, mm-hmm. and so I just want him to try it. Yeah. Again, if it's not for him, 
do what you want. Yeah, At very, least you know. Yeah, very simple. Yeah. Like, like yeah. with my parents, they were always like, kind of like what you said, like try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and you're gonna get you're gonna get a real job. Yeah. But try it, you know. My, and like community college was fine. That's I, all I did. It, I did. I did. I did a, little, a technical college. Well, see, with me, I was like, I did that, and then I took a film class, and I've always been super into film. Wanted yep. to do something with that. Like, uh, I would always bother Marty DeRosa and Cole Cabana. Whenever they do their videos, I'm like, if you need someone to hold the camera, do anything. <laughs> That's awesome. I got you. I'm your guy. And afterwards, I was like, you know, I want to go to film school. And parents were like, sure. Like, we will help you with what we can. We have no money. We can help you with what we can. Yep. And I was like, okay. The film school I also want to go to is in Florida. It's called Full Sail University. And this was <laughs> right, right before they started doing stuff with WWE. Yep. And they were like, well... We're not sending you to Florida. There are plenty of ones, you know, here you can go to. You can, we can figure it out, take out loans. And, like, I half-assed the one I did go to, flunked out. Like, yeah. you know, like, I went for maybe a few weeks and stopped. But I remember being so angry because, like, my first day of school, school, it's like, uh, WWE announces they're partnering with Full Sail University. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And, like, shit. I had a cousin who went there. And she was like, uh, yeah, we don't like this stuff. And they're making us work with them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What like you get to do this stuff? Yep. Uh, just being really bummed out about that. But I'm sure if my like, if my parents, you know, if they had the the means to send me down to Florida, yeah. they probably would have done that, and I probably would have failed. Uh, you know, then, <laughs> then too. You know. Like, yeah, you never know. I you never, never, know. never know. Yeah, it's always it's always cool that like parents have that. Um, you know that. I mean, your your father, Dave. Yeah. I'm sure you're like as artistic and creative as you are. I'm pretty sure you're not like. Yeah, has to be a doctor. No, you know, be. my daughter loves art, and, you know, she's just learning how to do stuff, and um, I never want to say, oh, maybe do it this way. I'm letting her figure out how to draw yeah. stuff, and she's really into anime, so she copies a lot of anime style. Um, but no, it's cool, you know, seeing your kid into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's also cool, like, my daughter gets in the ring sometimes at Pro Wrestling Tees, and the it's just seeing a kid in the ring for the first time, and they're just jumping on the ropes and just, doing it's, the it's so it's literally like a jungle gym, yeah, that they've never seen. Yeah, and then you can tell that they see the crowd out there, yeah. and they're just oh, well, yep. it's well, the coolest thing like ever. Ryan's kids love going there. Ryan, the owner for Wrestling yeah. Tees, his kids are like three and five, I think, and every time they come there, like for the most part, they'll kind of just like run around the shop. And uh, his oldest was come up to me, Alberto. We go to the ring, and I'm like, you gotta ask your dad, bud. Yeah. And, like, sooner or later, Ryan will just, like, begrudgingly take them over there, and they just have the time of their yeah. lives. And, like, that's gotta be the coolest There's thing. There's something magical awesome. about it yeah. for kids. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, your son has that, where it's like, oh, my dad has his own wrestling company. Yeah. I'm gonna go hang out, you know. I mean, you make him build the ring, but at least he gets to, like, play around yeah, in it. Yeah, it's the coolest. Did the you coolest. see that video with uh, Matt Hardy? Or he was doing a couple of videos where yeah. his kids were, like, tag, yeah. Like, yeah, that's like I, I see that a lot with like the Bucks too, where they're just yeah. like, oh, we want to learn how to do this, and he'll playfully do it with them. And I, I whenever he goes to the top, I have a crash pad, and does moves off the top, and I immediately goes to his grandma, the video of that, just to uh, get her shaking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember uh, your first piece of merchandise, like as a wrestler? It doesn't have to be like WWE, but just like what the first thing just as a wrestler in general that you yeah it now. was a super you guys remade it mm -hmm. the uh the man the myth the midget shirt <laughs> with the superman logo and it was that uh, superman logo on the front and then the man the myth the midget on the back and my dad was like really weirded out that my shirt said midget on it mm -hmm. but i didn't care and other people were really weirded out because they it's still a very well, it's kind of a hot 
it's a hot word. Take term. Yeah. But I don't. It makes me money. Yeah. That's what I always say. The word midget makes me money. Um, and it just it's so yeah. That was the first thing I had at and like Kinko's printed eight by tens that were so bad. And I just remember because I'd run out and I, back then you didn't have a file, so you just took the eight by ten and just Scanned copied it. it. Yeah. And so by the end of like, you'd have to have you have to restart at some point because it would get like orange or and, pink and there's dust on it. Yep. Yeah. It would get real bad after a while. Um, yeah, that's, that was just 2003 Dylan. So, so now as the wrestler that you are now, is there anything you would go back and tell yourself starting out when you're at the Kinko's, maybe don't do that. Or maybe, maybe put your stuff in a folder like, or, or can, like I always, I always had, a, I always had a nice folder for my eight by tens and I was always, a stickler for putting the shirts in my bag in size order, but now with the multiple shirts, thanks to Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, I label, I roll the shirts and I label each size, or I label each one with the size, so it's way easier to find what I want. Yeah. And if I have two white shirts, one will be in red marker and one will be in green on the print. So you got a whole system. Yeah, and I, Land and my son helps me every week when we want to get home. Usually it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, I'll say, do merch real quick yep and I started since I got released my, my first indie show I have a notebook with me and it has all the sizes of the shirts I have with me and so then someone comes in uh, I need an XL and I don't have it I don't have to go digging I can just right. literally see it but then we refill every week and it's so much easier of a system too that's probably like a thousand times more organized than most wrestlers are yes <laughs> yeah, people la- like almost laugh at it but it's like yeah, it makes your it life easier when I when I get home, I can refill my merch with exactly what I what I want yeah. and know I need in three minutes. And you know what sells and what yeah, sells cause where. Because you're one of those guys. We sell shirts. We send shirts to a lot. That's and I always talked. I always laugh with Ryan about that because I know my online stuff isn't good or isn't great compared. But I always order more because selling in or in person, I move a good amount. Yeah. And and it's just a weird. It's a weird flip-flop. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's... But it's always easy for me to sell them in person. Easier. Well, that's the good thing about, like, bulk ordering, too. Yeah. You're a little bit flexible. I guess it's different, too, because, like, I, like I've seen you at shows, and, you, yeah, you do... You sell a lot of merch. There's always a line for you. So that's one thing. Like, if I can see you... If I can go to yeah. you and see you, I'm going to want to do that. But, like, Bret Hart, I don't think he's doing too many signings. And he's or, and you're, he's not. He ain't selling shirts. In yeah. per, he might sell one yeah. shirt. Yeah. That's not the one you want. It's not the one I want. Yeah. So I can you know go up pro wrestling tees Bret Hart do yeah. that. But like with you, yeah. Like I always see your lines, and it's that's cool. It's interactive. And you're someone who's always like really friendly. There's very few. I, I have no reason to be bitter when I've been able to do this for ten years or thirteen years now, mm-hmm. and just do what I want to do. It's well, fun. I imagine like if you've been a lifelong fan too, you remember meeting, it's just, yeah, it's just meeting everybody. It's just no, hell no, no. Vodka and concussions have messed <laughs> that up. Um, but no, it's just it's 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 just like it's still fun to me. Mm-hmm. Like going here, and then we have Black Label Pro in Summit, Illinois, and then I have to drive eight hours with Ethan Page to Hamilton, Ontario, which I'm really not looking forward to. I thought it was like six hours. I just Google mapped it and it said eight hours with the border. Ugh, yeah, be that, great. That, that was my first time driving to Canada too. I was like, yeah, I'll leave at one, make it there before 10. Or, and then I looked, I was like, oh, yeah, it was like eight, nine hours. 
All right. That's rough. I'm like, it's I've already be, committed. It's yeah. going to be awful. I literally may talk him into letting me buy my own flight, but then I realized I, he'll be on his own. Yeah, that'll suck even worse. Yeah. yeah I, went, I drove down to Miami for WrestleMania 24, I believe yeah. it was. The one that was down yep. in Miami. And it was supposed to be me, my dad, and my brother. I had an extra ticket, friend bailed. This was like right out of high school. So my dad goes, all right, well, let's do this. I'll buy the ticket off you for your brother and we'll drive down there. He's like, we'll stop at Universal, it'll be cool. I'm like, all right, fuck yeah. Just a road trip, you know, me, my dad, my brother. And he's like, oh, he's like, your mom wants to come with too. I'm like, all right, that's fine. And your sister's coming and her boyfriend uh, and a new baby. Uh, and I'm like, all right, well, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, there's five of us who can drive straight shot. It'll be awesome. Nope. Every every hour, someone has to pee. Someone's yep. hungry, and it was just, there's a crying baby in the car. It was like the worst to the point where you know we, we're in Miami, shows over, and they, we're still gonna be there for like another day or two. I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm buying a plane ticket back. I, I can't. Go. I, I had just kind of like my <laughs> refund from college, like whatever money it didn't yeah. use. So I was like, I'm buying a ticket. I can't do it. And I flew back, and I felt like really shitty, but. My dad being the way he is, like he was like, oh, it's okay, I'll drive. I'm like, Dad, you've been driving for four hours. I got this. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm, you know, I'm good. So I'm hoping Ricky Shane Page is still riding with us, because then I won't feel as bad if I would get a flight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ricky's a good guy. I don't think he. Ricky's, might. A, yeah, and he can keep Page awake, and or if he is with us, I can sit in the back and just sleep literally the whole way. That's the best. Which you can I just might go do. into a coma. <laughs> yeah. Wake up and you're there. Yeah, so I recently, like, I've, I've had one experience driving in a car with wrestlers. It was uh, SummerSlam weekend. I drove up with to Toronto with Matt Nix, uh, Pat Monix, and Isaiah Velasquez. And I was like, well, I know, like, I, I kind of get the gist of it. You know, you let the, the vet sit up in the front. I'll sit in the back. His car is not the biggest. And I am pretty tall. So I was like, well, I was like, hey, you guys don't worry. I'll, I'll drive. Nick's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. You guys rest. I'll drive. So I managed to get all the way to the border. And then they were nice enough to let me sit shotgun because I was like, no, no, it's okay. You know, Pat, Isaiah, when you guys sit up there, they're like, no, 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 it's fine. So that was like, I couldn't imagine seeing the whole way in the back. And especially like Pat and Isaiah are pretty tall as well. And I kept telling them like, when do you guys want to switch up yeah. to shotgun? But they were they're really nice guys. But like, I've listened to enough podcasts, you know, enough shoot interviews where I was like, no, 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 you know, it's just yep. that respect yeah. that you give them. Yep. Well, you you've been a part of like a bunch of crazy angles on TV. Have, have you ever been pitched something where you're like, "Come on now." No, I mean, no. You're pretty up for everything. They, I had to be. Yeah. They, they dressed me as a as a a cow on national television. They dressed me. They had me. May Young gave birth to me. <laughs> I remember. So you, had that, you had that awesome DLC match. Yeah, that's the. I always say that's the only. That's the best thing I'll ever do in wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's, it was awesome. It's literally the, the coolest thing I could ever do. Uh, but no, it's... I always did it because I knew it was, I was going to be on TV. Yeah, and you get, you get paid and you're it's doing that what you or love. sit home like I, like I was at times. Yeah. And, and so might as well. Well, it's like with, uh, with All In, um, I was one of Joy Ryan's penis druids. And it was kind of that you philosophy were? as well. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, I was one of Joy Ryan's penis druids. And like I remember we were, because we were backstage, me, Ryan, Frank, one of the other managers, because we were shooting out the t-shirt guns uh, before the show starts. And it was Cody and Nick. They were just talking amongst themselves. We're like, all right, we got um, we got the Joey thing. We're, we're going to need 12 people. And I overheard them. I was like, nah, you need 11. Nick was like, you don't even know what we're doing. I'm like, it's fine. I'll do it. 
It's like, all right. And they gather like all 12 of us and they're like, all right, you guys are going to be in penis costumes and your faces are going to show. So you're going to be on TV. So if anyone, if anyone's not okay with that, if anyone doesn't want that, like feel free, you know, it's okay. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be on TV at like this amazing independent show. First time something like this has happened dressed as a penis yeah. And like we get to recreate the Undertaker's entrance, yeah. and we get to yeah. carry Hangman Page out. Like you guys are, you guys are only convincing me more and more. Yeah. You know, so and I could imagine like you as a wrestling fan, there's like you want to recreate, you want to create your own moments. Yeah, that's all it is. Is uh, shit, you're given an opportunity, and what you do with it is up to you at that point. Mm-hmm. So, is there a favorite uh, like piece of merchandise that WWE put out of yours, or is that kind of they like, put out a really bad one? Uh, they put out a shirt. It was a it was a white T-shirt, white and green ringer shirt, mm-hmm. um, and it had me on the front, holding what was supposed to be a shillelagh, but it looked like Shelton's penis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> literally looked like a uh, a male organ. Was it, was that transition weird when you went from you were just like the little bastard to Hornswoggle? No, uh, little bastard was. They knew they couldn't put that on a t-shirt or a wrestling figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that changed real fast. Which, like, if this, if it was, like, 10 years earlier, that for sure would have been, you know, like a toy. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't, you still can't put that on a figure. No? Yeah. No, you can't have that at Toys R Us. They, I, they had that for, like, Austin Powers. They have Fat Bastard. Yep. And they had to call him, like, Fat, was, the fat it, Man it, or something. It was Fat, or Fat B. Fat B, yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, they couldn't put Bastard on it. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it's such a different time anyways now, obviously, but yeah, they, they found out real quick. There's one, there is one program that uh, has Little Bastard as the name in it, and then everything else is always Hornswoggle after that. Yeah, I always found that, like, like even as a kid, because I was, I don't know, I probably would have been, like, 14, 15, I was just like, yeah, like, they're not going to keep calling him that for no. a while. Like it's very and it was literally I showed up to TV one week and they're like, "Yep, you're Hornswoggle now." I said, "Awesome, perfect." I guess they realized. A, I guess they realized. Yeah. I guess they realized that uh, bastard thing wouldn't work too well. Yeah. You were actually uh, one of my first designs I did working full time for Pro Wrestling Tees. We did the eight bit tadpole splash one. My one I still do. Yeah, that I wear every match. Yeah, that that's like my one of my favorite. Shirts. Fully ripped off of Cena's. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because I think I sent that yeah. the Cena one to you. Yeah, I remember uh, Ryan's like, "Hey, uh, you want to do something for Swaggle?" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because like at that by then I hadn't really done. Yeah, I've done stuff for CM Punk, but I never actually interacted with him. So I was like, "Fuck yeah!" It was, and you were like so cool. And I was like, "Oh!" And I went home and I told my wife, I was "Like I'm doing something for Swaggle. It's really cool." So yeah, you were like one of like people and people. That's that's highlights. my number. It's always been my number one seller. Well, that's good. It I'm really glad is. To hear that. So do you have like a favorite design? Of yours, or is, is that specific one? Uh, monetarily, that one I love most. Yeah. Like, what is it when you're come when when you want a new design? What is it I like the, the, the we did that. Um, I don't know if you did it. I'm sorry. Uh, the Mania weekend, the tour that I'm not dead yet tour, like the punk rock cover one. I think I was just uh, call, talking with Ryan about it, and he was, must have been forwarding it to someone. Oh, I but, think I think another person did that one. Yeah. I, I know what you're, what okay. you're talking about. But it was that was um, I ripped off like a newfound glory cover and then you know a couple other punk rock things in, in, in it. Just because that was like my mindset going into WrestleMania weekend this year. It was I, I had Nick Gage, I had Steiner, I had I 
I can't even think of who else. Both were awesome matches. I had five. I had like five or six matches, and three of them were just insane. And then, uh, so I was like, I, I, it's almost like a proving weekend to myself and to the buzzworthy fans of like, hey, I'm still around. Well, like, you. I've always said, uh, if. I ha- if I had an inordinate amount of money and was just able to put together any wrestling show that I want, uh, one of the co-main events of the show would be you versus Zack Sabre Jr. in a submission match. Uh, Mikey from Black Label wanted to do it once. Really? It was the- He wanted to do that one time he brought up, and then he brought up me and Haku. Oh, and holy like, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Like I've always said, you would be like Zach's ultimate foil. It would be yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be a lot, a lot of fun. But you versus Haku would. Uh, I remember, yeah. so it was supposed to be me and Haku or me and Gage, and neither worked. So that was the first time I worked Marco Stunt mm-hmm. last year, and I was like, I didn't know him. I told Flores, I, I didn't know you. I looked him up online. I'm seeing what he's doing. I'm going. I emailed Mikey from Black Label Pro. I go, what the fuck are you doing to me? He wrestles and he flips and he flies and he's really fast and really good. I'm a fat worker now. I'm not, I can't. And we ended up killing it and it was one of my most, one of my most fun matches that I've had so far being released. And it was like a, again, it was like one of those times where it's like, oh yeah, I can still do this a little bit. This is still really, really fun and I can hang a little bit. And now tomorrow, as you know, a time of recording, Tomorrow is his last Black Label Pro match, one of his last indie matches, and I'm working him again, like a year, almost exactly a year later, which is it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. Are there any? Uh, are there any? Because I mean, I figure like most guys you've wanted to wrestle, you've probably wrestled by now. No, no. Who are, who are some uh, of the names? Yeah, who's, who's actually the yeah. List? Well, maybe I made a I made a self list. I made a Ryback esque list, mm-hmm. Cody esque list um, at the beginning of the year. I can't th- can't think what who it was. Cause I did Steiner and Gage. Ah, fuck. Are there any like up and comers now? Not necessarily you know more established guys, but guys you see kind of like a like a Marco stunt where you see their stuff and you go, this is gonna be. I called know. it that night, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to toot my horn, but I was like, you're you're the night, you're gonna be the guy. Give it a year, and you're gonna be the guy. Well, we were there at uh at um All Out or was it Double or Yeah, at All Out, yeah, where it yeah. was him. Uh, with Luchasaur. the Jurassic Express, yeah. and those guys fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah like, they blew the roof off. The yeah, f- that was the first out. match too. It was it started yeah. that night off so huge. Um, I said to him that night, and we in the ring, and then after I said, "You're gonna be signed really soon." Yeah, there's just something about him. He's just good. He's yeah. he's, he's he's got a good head, and he looks like a child. Yeah, like he's not one of not quite one of my people. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a mix between one of my people and one of your people. Yeah. <laughs> But he's more of a child. Yeah, and then like people look at him and they, he can get sympathy really well. Yeah. And then when he does something incredible, the, you're like, whoa. I loved our match because I could finally just beat the piss out of someone. Yeah. It was awesome. Like We I, we had so much fun. All right, Horn, sorry, we won't keep you much longer. Where can yeah. people find you online? Uh, right now, you can check out my book. Uh, just released. Yeah, let's, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, Life is Short and So Am I. Came out September 10th. Um, it's on Amazon. It's ECW Press, their website. Um, all barn, most Barnes and Nobles, which is, is absolutely crazy? insane. See, I'm like super jealous of you because, like, as a kid, there was like three things I really wanted to do. One was like wrestle, yeah. write a book, and direct a movie. And you've already knocked off the two. the thing well, is actually, like, no, you were in a movie as yeah, well. Yeah, with the with the book, it was such a 
like almost like a random bucket list thing to check off. Like I yeah. never would have expected it. I always thought about doing it, but I was like, man, now that it's here. How long awesome. did it take you to write it? Three years. Holy moly. Well, yeah. Two writers, yeah, right. two writers in three years. Yeah. Um, man, it's, I'm so happy with the finished product. I'm, I'm glad we took as long as we did. Yeah. Uh, my, my friends, Kurt Hawkins and Kofi Kingston did the forwards, um, which is unreal. Yeah. You know, the WWE champion wrote the forward to my book. Yeah, how cool is that? Man, that's, it's, that's it doesn't nice. get bigger, man. Uh, and it doesn't get bigger for me because they're my best friends. Like, them two, they always, always call themselves Team Dad. Team and, Dad. And two and a half men. And it was just, they were my guys. And how I did it was I had them write the forwards, but I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to see the forwards. And everyone's like, well, you don't want to see, like, you don't want to edit them? I said, no, I don't want to see them, period, until it comes out publishing company and uh, literary company are coming hey you gotta approve these said, they're approved well did you read them I said no they're approved though well we need i said i'm not reading them i'm just telling you they're fine so when i first when i first got the first box in hand i finally got to see them and it was and it was a pleasant surprise yeah like i i texted both of them at the same time uh, in, a, in a group text i said you guys did it you have me welled up and smiling year to year at the same time. Because it's uh, like one of Kofi's opening lines in the forward is, so Swaggle uh, asked me to write this, asked me and Hawkins to write this, but he wasn't going to look at him until it got released. Man, is that dumb. <laughs> like, and it just started, and like, and Kofi's stuff is the first stuff you read in the whole book. So I said, man, it just started it off with such a bang. It was, yeah. it was awesome. And it, it just, reading them made me feel, I just got a text this morning, uh, I swear, I just, this morning actually, Hawkins just finished and he goes, this is so, it was so good and honest and fun to read. And I said, I, for once I didn't want a bitter old wrestler book. Yeah. I have no reason to be bitter. I got to live my dream for 10 years. Yeah. I don't want to be a bitter wrestler. At times we all are. Yeah. We all are retired and divas and all that but i didn't want my book because i didn't want to there's nothing to complain about i could have like in the, i could i could have turned it and tweaked it but in the end i have nothing i i shouldn't be able to say anything bad well like yeah. here well like with our show there's uh i don't know if you guys know there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there that love to just complain yeah and with us it's we like take kind of like the ron funches approach of yeah. we want to talk positive. keep it positive and that's why you like you're the first wrestler we have on the show yeah and well, i guess met nicks yeah. he's more he was more talking as a promoter but um with you like you're someone who's always just been like really positive and you don't hear any stories where like oh here's hornswoggle complaining those are all, hit, those are all hidden in group text yeah <laughs> those are all hidden in group text you know soft. thank god you're, you're not out there like oh here's will osprey again flipping in the air like, yeah just airing your grievances there's yeah. no reason to yeah you're gonna run into these guys yeah and guess what at some point they're probably gonna make more money than you yeah. so now who's the shithead yep in all reality yeah no you're the underneath guy trying to shit on someone that's just trying to do what you're doing yeah. or what you're trying same thing we're all on the same level yeah. I could break my leg today and I never can do this again yeah. Osprey can break his leg tomorrow and never do it again but, uh, we're all human beings and the minute you take yourself out of that mindset you, you think you're a, a better person and that's yeah. not a good mindset to have 
Yeah, no, I think I think that's like a great way, especially when you're like writing a book. I think a lot of times when wrestlers write books, they're like, "Oh shit, what's the juicy dirt?" But like, yeah, that was that was one of my concerns. Is I was like, I don't want too much. I was worried because there isn't a ton of dirt. It's a lot of backstage of, of how things happen, how things worked. Yeah, truth. But there ain't dirt because there's not. I didn't have any. Yeah. I like Christian humped me when he met me. That's the pretty much the dirt <laughs> I got. Yeah. Like. Well, and what better way to start it than having like your two best friends shit on yeah. me? <laughs> because you know, in a like, loving way, though. In exactly. Way. Like yeah. it was literally shitting on me and then putting me over more than anyone else could. Like. It was awesome. And then another like crazy thing, Stephanie McMahon tweeted about the book. Like it's huge. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. The the next in let's be honest, the next in charge tweeted about my book. Yeah, she does it for a bunch of stuff, but I don't work there. Yeah. I don't work there anymore. She didn't have to do that for you. No. I said to her, Hey, I have this book coming out. Um if you'd like to check it out, I'd love to thank you for everything you did, and I would love to send you a copy. She tweeted about it right away. It was the, I mean, it was the coolest thing, the coolest thing. And then just so many people on the roster have tweeted about it and continue to talk about it and ask Hawkins about it, and it, it's awesome. It's very, very awesome. I'm really excited to pick it up myself now. Yeah, for sure. Amazon.com. <laughs> Life short, so am I, man. It's uh, Very quickly before we go, yeah. I see uh, you're covered in tattoos. Shitty, a lot of shitty tattoos. Which one's your favorite? Uh, probably the ham- my son's handprints on my back. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, I just needed something for him. Yeah. And I remember the doctor saying, we don't do handprints, we only do a footprint for babies which is true they because right. babies hands are always curled when they when they're babies yeah like my hands now because i'm fat and midget <laughs> um so they go it's really hard to get handprints and then the nurse comes and she goes uh, i got five sets so just pick whichever one she's just a pain in the butt and then we uh she goes could i trade you for an autograph for my son though at the end after like when you guys are ready to go I said, yeah. Hell yeah. And I saw it. I go, this is the cool. And so literally the week after he was born, I went to the tattoo shop and got him done on me. And then when my WLC figure came out, it's printed on the figure. His How name cool is and that? the handprints. That's fucking awesome. It's the coolest thing. And it like Hawkins, something he gave me credit for is he has his daughter's name written on his forearm and it's on the figure. And he did it because he saw the handprints and Landon's name. And so he, he goes, man, if I ever have a daughter, I got to do Like, if I ever have a child, smart, I got to do that yeah. and make sure it's on my figure. And they did it for him, which That's is cool really, really cool. All right. Well, Hornswoggle, thank you again so much thank for, you boys. for being on here with us. It's been um, awesome. Yeah, it's been awesome. We hope yeah. to catch up with you again. I know there's probably a line right now up there waiting to get their hands it's on too that book. fucking hot. Yeah. yeah and also, we're sweating in this sweat yeah, hole. too really hot. hot. Yeah. So, uh, it's the worst. Let's get out of here. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Hornswoggle. Thank you very much. Thank you to Hornswoggle for that interview. Yeah. I, I, I felt so bad that we kept them for so long because <laughs> we were all like sweating. And again. Yeah. And he was very patient with us. Very patient. Like, because both he and Ethan, we asked them for 15 minutes and they were more, you know. Very generous. With very generous time. with their time. Um, and just one of the nicest fucking people ever. Yeah. Like I mentioned, like I have to do a top five. Like I keep yeah. saying my top three. I'm going to have to just compile the list of all these wrestlers are so nice to us. 
but thank you again to to swaggle for the interview uh star of leprechaun reboot that they did yeah. the origin story you know a lot, a lot of talks of reboots yes yeah. well and the the coolest thing about him and i you know i know we're wrapping this up but like just to see like this was a guy that like first of all it's improbable for someone like him to get on wwe's programming right because it's typically you know i'm not making a joke it's typically the land of the giants like chad gable who is the same height as seth rollins yeah is considered short yeah they call him shorty and it's like so for him to get get one it, it could have been like a throwaway bit and he's been on their programming for years every time he's on there you know you had the wlc um, but Which he'll is a up. good match. It was a great match. Yeah. yeah, and like there was talk, even like, hey, they should do this every year. Um, but just to see, like, that led to many opportunities for him, like movie roles and stuff. And just he was just so down to earth, sitting in a fucking dank hallway with us, and so generous with his time. His was, book was also very good. And his I book bought, was great. Yeah, yeah, I bought it shortly after after we did the interview with. Yeah. Him. I think maybe like the week after. And I actually I finished it like two or. The the week of the Kevin, because I didn't even get to talk about it because it was the week of the Kevin Smith interview yeah. that we did. Um, it was a very easy read. Very easy read, too. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. you can, like, tell that it wasn't just some, like, a ghostwriter. Yeah, or, like, some him. cash in for him. Yeah, yeah, good dude, good dad. Good dude, good dad. Uh, friend of the show. Yeah, hopefully we have him on again at some point. Yeah. Have him and Ethan on. Yeah, and hopefully he's in, he's in a nice, comfortable air-conditioned room. <laughs> yeah, next time. I'm like, when, whenever we get our we'll studio. Bring a <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so again, thank you to Hornswoggle, and also thank you to everyone of you guys who support us. Uh, yeah. One of the things we do weekly on this show is a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Tees, and you have Freelance Wrestling. We forgot to talk about them up front. Yeah. Uh, they got their next show, The Good, The Bad, and The Smiley. Yeah. Which Very I'm, excited. Uh, very, very excited. Kylie Ray is back. Um, sh- hopefully, she's someone that we eventually have on here. Yeah. I know at first, before all the AEW stuff happened, uh, we wanted her we wanted to get her on the show yeah. then all that happened you know and we didn't want to bother her with yeah, anything give her space. yeah and she's kind of gotten back into the world of wrestling um so hopefully we have her on at some point yeah I mean, there's a lot of those freelance guys are you know friend of the show uh project monix pat monix mm-hmm. isaiah velasquez a lot of those guys really interesting stories um that we want to have them on, you know, sure. we're kind of getting the role of now more wrestlers. We yeah. have like a little bit more wrestling adjacent people, yeah. but you know, we want to keep it interesting. Let us know, let us know who you guys want here yeah. on the show because we'll add them to the list and then we'll make it. So yeah. And we, uh, should we announce who's going to be on for Thanksgiving now? You know, I always say no, but yeah, fuck it. So Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm not sure if you guys knew. Yeah. Uh, and stink and I fought it has to be a special episode. Yeah. Right? We already did Kevin Smith, so we can't have yeah. that be the Thanksgiving episode. Who could we have? Yeah, who could we have? You know, Turkey Day, Turkey Day. Turkey. Turkey. And who's the biggest turkey that we know? Stupid Michael. Stupid Michael. Ladies and gentlemen, the Thanksgiving episode in what, two weeks? Yeah. Three weeks? Whatever the fucking case may be, uh, will be none other than Stupid Michael himself. Yeah. So for, we'll those, for those of you who have been asking him, there's been a lot of people that ask. Like, I tell Michael all the time. I'm like, dude. You're over. People ask about you all the time. Yeah. He's like never believes me for some reason. I mean, I understand why because always fucking with them. Yeah. But yeah, our, our Thanksgiving episode will be uh, Stupid Michael. So for those of you who've been asking, 
There you go. Yeah. And if you want to send in questions for Stupid Michael, like why do people think you're stupid or why do you think people think you're stupid, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll ask him some fan questions. Yeah. Listen, if you guys want to want us to ask yeah. him any fan questions, send them over to scrump at PWTCast with the subject uh, questions for Stupid Michael. Yeah. We'd love to read them. Oh, we'd love to read them on the show. And yeah. ambush him with them. Oh, that'll be the best. We'll do a whole segment with them. Yeah. Um, but another one of our favorite segments here is the giveaway. Like I mentioned, you know, yeah. we, we appreciate all our listeners, everyone who leaves uh, feedback, everyone who retweets, likes our stuff. And we got um, a couple like hardcore fans that are like, we always appreciate their support. Yeah, like that. I always mention uh, my friendship with Trevor Outlaw. Yeah, completely based on the fact that he he was the first person to say, "Hey, I've listened to your show." Yeah. Oh, that stupid Michael, and I was like, "Yo, I fucking love this guy." Yeah. Uh, which speaking of, we we always mention leave us some feedback on iTunes, yeah. and uh, it helps the algorithm. I helps hear. the algorithm. This is what I hear. Not sure which algorithm or what it's helping, yeah. but it's an algorithm. Yeah. We actually had a had a, a recent review that uh I, I noticed when i was like looking through it yeah it says uh scrump and stank five stars is there a six stars option kenny omega broke a star scale rating scrump and stank deserve the same great podcast with hilarious moments and very enticing interviews give these boys a listen and be a friend of the show and oh shit it's by trevor too <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even see that well, fuck see there you go you know Pl- plug in trevor yeah yeah i hear he's making his freelance debut pretty soon very but nice. um yeah, so we do our giveaways, and it's very simple how to win. Just uh, like our like our pin tweet, which will always be that week's episode. So yeah. our, for this week, it'll be the Hornswoggle one. Sure. Um, it's just like it, retweet it, and it's at PWTCast on Twitter. Yep. And uh, let's get to it. This week's winner will be none other than uh, Clifford Frazier. Oh. Our boy, Clifford Frazier. We always see him around. He came to the live show. He came to the live show just to see the show. and Which was awesome. Which is awesome. Unfortunately, we didn't get we didn't get the chance to say hello to him. but yeah. uh, And he's very much like up to date with how many episodes left until we have Ryan. Yep. For those of you unaware, Ryan Barkin, owner of Pro Wrestling Tees, owner of One Hour Tees, and the birthday boy. Uh, yeah, he just celebrated just his birthday. Just celebrated his birthday. Took him out to lunch. Got him a chili cheese dog. Sure. Or no, he got a pizza buff. No expense spared. <laughs> no expense spared. Yeah. He's like, hey, thank you for the food. I was like, hey, thank you for the employment. Yeah. You know? Um, but congratulations, Clifford. We'll be shooting you a DM. Uh, I know we've been a little behind on, I think, like last week or two for yeah, the shirts. It's just this appreciation sale has been just crushing our printers. Yeah, you guys, so. I, I worked 76 hours last week. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah, I, so we're, we'll, we'll definitely get them out. It's just... You know, when when you got like uh, we're doing a bunch of AEW stuff and that you don't want to like say, hey, can you t- put this shirt right in front of the list? But we're, I think they're finally caught up. So yeah, they're finally caught up. And uh, speaking of like t-shirts and stuff, we've been kind of going back and forth because our Black Friday sale is coming up. It starts November twenty second, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have more information next yeah, week. Big deals. Big deals. There's so much going on with that. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be releasing some shirts. Yeah. Some new shirts. Yeah. We're kind of bouncing some ideas back and forth. Uh, some pretty fun ones that yeah. we're pretty sure you guys will like. But we're thinking about possibly doing a promotion as well because uh, we mentioned before we got some autographed baseball cards from none other than Fat Ass Masa. Yes. So we need to count. We need to see how many of them we have because we don't want to, you know, promise to yeah. give away more than than we have available. But as of right now, we're thinking anyone who buys a T-shirt will get a. An autographed fat ass massive baseball card, along with uh, maybe some other goodies from us. So yeah. we're we're thinking about that. So just 
keep your yeah. Keep we your, just got we have to count how many we have because as soon as people found out, I had a stack of them. They were like, "Can I have one? Can I have one?" So like, they're going like hotcakes. Yeah, and we, again, we don't want to we don't want to you we don't want to promise you guys something we can't yeah. deliver. They, they might be unautographed, but I got a stack of them. So yeah, so we'll, we'll you know keep your we'll eyes and ears them. and open. Yeah, or maybe we'll we'll get some eight by tens of us made yeah. and sign them. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears open. We'll let you know more about that. But uh, another favorite segment of us here. Uh, at the PWT cast is perhaps my favorite thing weekly. Like, yeah. uh, I know I talk about it all the time, but whenever it comes on, like shuffle on my, on my uh, phone, got to listen to it. It's a uh, fan of the week. Yep. And this week's fan of the week is, uh, like we mentioned, we, you know, we like to have just different people read sure. it, you know, whether it's someone who comes into the shop, someone we work with, just, uh, anyone, you know, yep. anyone we're like, Oh, this would be good. Like when I had that long, uh, five paragraph essay yep. about episode two of nwa power i had to have cousin jeremy read it because she's got such beautiful dulcet tones <laughs> yeah. and i was like you have to read it and uh one way to to be able to read fan of the week is a uh, very simple we like to reward those who support us and if you purchase a, a t-shirt over at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash pwt cast and you know you're in the area you're it. in the running yeah you're in the running let's have you you know yeah. Like uh, Katie Fabe, I'm, I'm looking at you. We're, we'll yes. definitely have you on soon, Ryan Mears. I I know we we've uh, we talked the one time when uh, you were in the shop and I like a fucking dummy didn't have my <laughs> I didn't have the Zoom with us, but we'll get you guys on. But uh, this week we have a, a very close person to me, and uh, let's get to it. This week's fan of the week. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck. My order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. This is Anthony, and this is this week's fan of the week, Billy from Parts Unknown. All right, let's see what we're looking at. Chris Jericho had his own ticket, and now it's a t- now it's a shirt. That's about the only ticket sold for that much show. <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you to Anthony for reading that. Yeah. I, uh, like, <laughs> I, so I, cool. So cool. Yeah, like I love that he, you know, it's so weird. Like there's someone downstairs from me that's listening to listening to both of us. Yeah. He went to go get breakfast this morning and asked me if he wanted to go. And I was like, no, I can't. I was like, uh, Stank and I got to go record. Yeah. But... Also, when it comes to those uh, Omaha Steaks deets, just holla at your boy. Yeah, I'm, I need to figure that out. I'll be yeah. like, hey, man, were you fucking serious about that or yeah, what? Because uh, yank my chain. Yeah, be like, listen, we got Freelance Wrestling. We have Hot Topic. We have Cryptic Closet. We, uh, we need all the sponsors we yeah. can get. We need steak, too. Yeah. We, need we some, hungry. We need some Omaha Steak. Let's we, see if we can, uh, let's see, after the stupid Michael uh, podcast, we can get a nice M3 toy sponsorship going on. Yeah. Get some, some toys. I'll get some Funko Pops. Yep. I'm kidding. I have way too many Funko Pops. Yeah. I've mentioned before when I've had women come over and they're like, <laughs> You have well, far too apartment. many women throwing themselves at you over your Funko Pops. I know. They're like, the Oh, sex I'm, needs to stop. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I get so horny from these Funko <laughs> yeah. Pops. And I'm like, Yeah, let me show you my Comic Con exclusive Kevin Smith one. And then, yeah. you know, it's almost unfair. It's almost unfair. <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening to this week's episode. For all you guys who have stuck around since yeah. episode one. Um, again, whether this is the first time listening or, you know, you, you've been there since the beginning, we appreciate all you guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're going to try and bring on some more wrestlers. I know that was like very early on where I was like, oh, the PWT cast, 
no wrestlers. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to bring some more of them on. Yeah. Along with wrestling adjacent people like Kevin Smith and Jason Mews. Yeah. Um, we know some people. You know, we, we know might, a couple. Uh, yeah. we, we know a couple people. We might, uh, you know, it, and it's interesting. Along with other just, you know, we still have the episode from uh, when we did the live show that we haven't put out. But we'll, you know, we, we got. We're working on it. Yeah, there's no shortage of. Uh, we got a backlog. <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of uh, content here at the PWT cast. Uh, and next week we've got a very fucking awesome dude. We, yes. we got to meet him over the the weekend of the live show. Yeah. Uh, Killer Cross, Vinny, uh, friend of the show, friend of the show, best friend of the show. He would he always talked so highly about him. Like yeah, and he's always doing Killer Cross stuff. Mm-hmm. He's been a big supporter of Killer Cross for, back when back when he was just Kevin Cross. Yep. I remember him always talking about him, and uh, we got the chance to interview him uh, that weekend of the Horror House, yep. the pop up shop. Um, for those of you who are looking for any scoops or of anything dirt. or dirt, not yeah. the show you're going to get it yep, from. Can't do it. You know, we, we wanted to talk to him about him, you know, things he's interested in. Yeah. Uh, and that, very cool dude. The fucking, like the, the most sweetest, awesome dude. Yeah. Like for someone who's so big and like he reminds me of Bane. I kept calling him Bane yep, the whole yep. show. Fucking super cool dude. So next week we'll have uh, killer cross on there. And again, this isn't going to, you know, Melter's not going to be talking about this episode yeah. or, you know, our friends over at like uh, Fightful or, uh, you know, yeah. Sean Ross Sapp isn't going to be telling you about what Killer Cross said on this episode because it's just us getting to talk to him and getting to know him. You know, yeah. we're not interested in, in those dirt sheets. We'll leave uh, we'll leave the reporting to John Pollock and White Ting because yeah. they're real journalists. And Yeah, we're, we're just two idiots. We're just two idiots <laughs> with microphones. Uh, so, yeah, next week we'll have Killer Cross and... Uh, <laughs> It's been a pretty fucking long episode. Yeah, we've been yapping and yapping. We've been yapping and yapping. Um, I've run out of things to say, Stang. I don't yeah. know about you. No, I don't got anything else left. No, well, uh, I, there's a friend of the show who he'll say goodbye to you guys, but uh, and we'll we'll toss it over to him to our friend Kenny Omega. Yeah. But uh, until next week, you guys, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.